Uh, hello, and welcome to another edition of the Sunflower Spreads podcast. Season 2, episode whatever, I don't know, I lost count, but we're here in the studio once again for a glorious weekend of college football. It's week four, Winkler. It's week four. It's week four. Start a conference play for the Pac-12 and Big 12. Very excited on both of those conferences. We've got a lot of uh, Pac-12 action coming to you and a lot of Big 12 action coming to you. Yes, uh, a lot of... A lot of Great talk for conference football on the pod today with a few other games sprinkled in that we find intriguing, of course. Uh, I think it's time for a little uh, little look back at last week, Winkler. Uh, I don't think so. I think we could just jump right into the next well, week. You know, uh... So, I calculated my record. Or do, do you want to go to break first? Do you want to go to break first or just dive? dive let's, do, let's do a review and we'll go into the break. Okay, sounds good. So I didn't do as bad as I thought. I originally told you I thought I did three and thirteen. I went seven and thirteen. So okay. not as bad. Okay? All right, but yeah. still pretty terrible. I had one of my worst weeks ever gambling. I lost over fifty percent of my account value. <laughs> hey, so you know, whenever those boring weeks show up, mm-hmm. those are the wackiest, truthfully. But ever so, all right. So I did terrible. Okay, I I lost a lot of money on Saturday. And by a lot, I mean a, a responsible amount because, you know, I always bet responsibly. But I lost, of I, I lost a responsible amount. Let's put it that way. Um, but I then realized – so I never bet NFL just because the spreads are always like minus 2.5, minus 3.5. Yeah. I always get screwed by a hook. And uh, I started betting NFL because I had to get some money back for this week. <laughs> and I am 3-1-1. One, one. So I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, I had the Rams plus 7. So, shouts out to Sean McVay for getting my Dude, money back. that was insane. <laughs> I was on the right side of that, that was, so I'm very happy. That was... Which is hilarious, because I remember ridiculous. I went to the Rams, and it was a 7.5, and, and I was about to click it and adjust it to a 7. I was like, I don't need the hook, and I clicked it, and so I, I at least pushed. But, um, still... Uh, Anyways, you always need the hook. <laughs> I, you always need to get the hook. But I am three one and one betting NFL games since my terrible weekend. So I'm I'm a little bit more of an upswing now. Um, really sat down. I lo- I looked in the mirror, um, and I'm rallying. All right, that's what you got to do. The show's just got to keep going on. You got to rally. Show goes on. Show goes on. That's all you got to say. Well, uh, it means I'm due. It just means I'm due. Yeah, of course. Ninety nine percent of gamblers uh, quit right before they they win big. Um, now, as some of our, our viewers may remember uh, a, a similar swing last season uh, in which Winkler had himself a great week and I had myself a poor week. Now, we'll see if we can continue the sustained success on my end. I went 12-8, and eight, a good old above 500, bring the record up to 31-32 on the season. Uh, I also hit the first money line play of the season with good Ohio. Good job, Chad. <laughs> kind of a controversial yeah, that field results. Yeah. I, you see, I think it could have gone either way. I don't know. That field goal was close, but... I, you know, it's just a little... It's Mac refereeing. They're it's in some the action, chaos. baby. It's some action. action. You, you know, you, you get what you get. And Winkler, unfortunately, the Boilermakers lost to Syracuse. Syracuse we, looks we, good. We bet you know. against early season yeah. Syracuse. That was kind of foolish on our part. <laughs> Syracuse looks for real, though. You know what I mean? They Their finally quarterback's got, pretty good. They finally Derek got, Schrader, he's good. He played last year, and I, like, I wasn't very impressed with them last year, but I think... A lot of it is the offensive coordinating. Um, I think the offensive coordinator did a really good job play with the game plan. They, they oh had yeah, some, uh, they had some, some great bootlegs. They had there. some great play calling that game. Yeah. So no disrespect to Syracuse. I just thought, hey, home game for Purdue. I like the spot. Syracuse normally doesn't travel on the road in the first six weeks, so that's the spot I kind of took. Um, some of the other games. Let's cover real quick. K State lost to Missouri on a sixty-one yard field that goal. Was... <sighs> <sighs> That was bad. That was really bad. Um, lost, my Wildcats. I lost more money than I would like to admit on that game. I, I only lost a little bit, so I'm not too worried about that game financially. But um, still, I got the Big 12 champion sweater out, so maybe they'll bring some good some vibes back to the Cats. Yeah, you got to get some good vibes. Hey, K-State went 2-1 and one non-conference last year, and look what happened. However, That's true. Um, we'll dive a little bit more on what K-State's got up ahead later. Um, 
then the Josh Storm Bowl. I was FIU just won. about to bring up the Josh Storm Bowl. <laughs> FIU won outright. Seven and a half point dogs. Good job, FIU. I really enjoy it. Um, Nebraska. Big old fat win against Rocco hey, Good Lombardi. job on that. You're on the right side of history on that one. Good job. The Rocky Long could not get it done. Very sad. Um, South Alabama beat Oklahoma State. Yeah, bad. Uh, um, <laughs> is the Big 12 bad this year, Chad? I think the bottom half is terrible. Is K-State and KU in that bottom half? No. I, I think, think they are in the upper half. I think K-State might slide into that bottom half here. I, I disagree. Once you guys are, are – you're a little banged up, and, we'll, again, we'll talk more about yep, that. Yeah, we will. We will. But, I mean, I think if Will Howard finishes that game healthy, mm-hmm. I think K-State probably wins because yep. you're kind of being mm-hmm. forced to just try and mix it up with the QB runs like you would normally do with Will Howard. Yeah. But now you have to put in Avery Johnson, so Missouri's defense knows what's going to happen. I would have liked to see them try to throw the ball just a couple of times with Avery Johnson just to be able to throw Missouri off when they throw him in there. But, you know, Colin Klein's the old coordinator. I'm not. And to be fair, the first few times the the Avery Johnson runs worked. But Missouri caught on. Yeah, I didn't like what we were doing with Avery Johnson because we kept Will Howard on the field when we put Avery Johnson in. Yeah, that was weird. That was... I don't don't know what we're doing. I'm going to be honest. We'll move forward from that. Um, the one thing I will say about K-State, the most thing I was concerned about when watching K-State was the offensive line. The offensive line got pushed around a lot, and that was supposed to be the strength of K-State's team. So it's just kind of like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Um, the other thing, the defense also gave up a lot of points, and I knew <sighs> the defense was a big Those question. Those back-to-back long passes. Yeah. Our, our secondary is terrible. That just went right over the defender's head. That was bad. Our secondary is terrible. I'm not going to um, sure Well, uh, real quick. Pittsburgh lost in the uh, brawl. What's Backyard, it brawl. Backyard brawl. Western brawl Virginia, brawl. big old dub <laughs> Montana, there. Montana State. Uh, good yeah. job, Mountaineers. Um, Colorado, Colorado State. That was an insane game. Great game. Great game. We were on the wrong side of it. We had Colorado minus 23. Should have so, known. <laughs> yeah, should have known. And then this was the game that really hurt me financially. Kansas and Nevada. I was correct about this game. They I got, said they got Nevada was covered. They, they did get a new quarterback. Our six six friend from Garden City was not quarterbacking. He was calling. He was calling sideline. He's, he's, he's on the sideline. He's looks very call. funny mm-hmm. doing it. Um, a little more on that game. Kansas's defense. That was the first mobile quarterback they faced this season, and that was kind of my fear going into it. Uh, he kind of cooked them. He didn't throw the ball well at all. <laughs> they would go. just. He would just get flushed from the pocket. We wouldn't have. a uh, close down on him, and he'd get a first down. Rinse and repeat. There you go. Uh, the offense looked great, as they usually do. It doesn't really matter these days. Um, but, yeah, not a, not a lot of, oh, oh, well, also you have to consider the fact that Kansas forced five fumbles didn't recover and didn't any. recover a single one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you get one of those fumbles? I think that game goes a different way. Completely different. I agree. Maybe so. in the first half. Like, if you get one of the ones in the first half, because then you guys get momentum. You guys start, like, getting up and down the field. They start pressing a little bit. So I think then that'll transpond to, like, picks and stuff. Little like unlucky bounce of the ball. Um, or Kansas still wins. Kansas yeah, still wins. Kansas, so. good, good teams job. find a way to win those crummy games, so we'll take it. Um, I think that's really all we need to discuss from last week. Tennessee and Florida ended in fisticuffs. I enjoyed that. Um, Washington got a, a big old win. <laughs> Washington looks like the best team in the country right now. Straight up. Washington looks phenomenal. If I had to do – well, let's do this real quick. Right before we go in uh, to our preview of next week, uh, who are your top five teams right now? So you got the pl- four playoff teams and then one guy that's outside looking in. I would say Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Michigan kind of struggled with Bowling Green in the first half. Georgia's been very slow starting, but their second half, they always seem to come out. and I- I'm going to put Georgia at four. That's fair. I think I'm going to put Notre Dame. And I'm a big Notre Dame hater over here. Okay, but to me, they've looked pretty good this year. Yeah. This week's going to be a big litmus test for them yeah. as far as that goes. I'm going to put oh, I'm going to put Notre Dame at two. I'm going to put. Oh. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's tough. Ooh, I don't really want to. But I'm going to put Texas at three. Ooh. 
No, they didn't look great against Wyoming. So I'm going to scoot Georgia up to three, and I'm going to go Texas at five. And I'm going to throw... I'll keep Michigan at four. Okay. Because this is without Harbaugh as well. They haven't been with Harbaugh. With that is true. I, I didn't think about that. I forgot he was self-suspended. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think Michigan comes back. Probably looks pretty good. So. Yeah. Um, I would have to go Washington one, Notre Dame two. Um, I will put I'll put Georgia three just for fun. No, I'll put Texas three. I'll put Texas three. Um, Georgia four. And then Ohio. No, fuck it. USC five. Fuck it. <laughs> I would just like to see USC play like. Now that's not how I think it's going to end. Yeah. I just no, think I right agree. now that that is my top five. But if to the me, playoffs started today, that's what I'd put. Before top I can five. put USC in there, I would love to see them play like an like a good team. <laughs> San Jose State. What are you talking about? San Jose State's going to finish fourth in the Mountain West. You know who looks terrible. And I, and I just I, – I was looking at Michigan's schedule, and I was like, man, this team is supposed to be their best team that they played, and they look absolutely terrible. Oh. ECU. Oh, yeah. ECU is 0-3, and, and I think their point differential is, like, insane. ECU has not been good. They have been uh, just getting <laughs> rocked by everybody. <laughs> they are terrible. <laughs> and I normally, like, cheer for ECU just because, like, I don't know, they, they have a cool logo. In the pirates. Yeah, a good jingle and everything, but they look terrible. They look so bad. Um, not not a good look for the American, but you know can't really judge much because you know Big Twelve looks absolutely <laughs> terrible right now as well. Uh, There's no good teams. Everyone sucks. Everyone sucks. Everyone's bad. Yep. I would put Penn State at six right now, personally. Yeah, Penn me. State. Um, Penn State's another one of those that they, they didn't look good against Illinois. So, like I I watched the um the KU Illinois game and I thought Kansas kind of handled themselves better than Penn State did with Illinois. Well, you know, it's on the road in conference. Play, I know. It's a little bit different. It was just, I mean, you know, they ended up covering the spread. I hit that on the locks, by the way. I went 3-3 three and three on locks, and Winkler went 1-5. and five. Um, Not <laughs> great from either of us, honestly. Uh, I lost Florida State, K-State, and I don't remember the third game I lost, but. No. Oh, oh, Utah State. We both lost Utah State. <laughs> it, yeah, Utah State was a spur of the moment. Oh, I need a lock. Here's Utah State, and that did not go well. So that's on me. Hey, but we, I got historical trends back. Whenever I read off historical trends, I historically do better trend-wise. That is true. So, <laughs> you know, based on so historical trends. I got trends. historical trends back on my phone, so we'll be throwing some facts on this. So we're, we're back. Okay. We're back. This is the rally point right here. All right. All right. Let's this just. Is, uh, this is my stolen grad weekend. This <laughs> is it. Everything's going out right here. <laughs> then let us launch into our week four preview. Let's go. All right, uh, week four. Uh, we'll go sort of conference by conference here. We're yep. going to start off with the Pac-12. And Winkler, so, take it away. So we originally did this as we were going to do, if you guys listened to us last year, we did the four that were coming into the Big 12. Um, we covered them throughout the year. We covered Houston, BYU, UCF, and Cincinnati. And uh, we just covered them week by week just to kind of get a feel for them. We st- we're doing the same thing with the, the four newcomers from the Pac-12, which is Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. However, we went ahead and threw in the whole conference because there's a couple good games that we like to throw in. It's so fun conference. So. Fun conference. <laughs> we'll be covering the last year of the Pac-12 because why not? Um, so first game of the Pac-12, a 2.30 kickoff, Colorado and Oregon. Oregon is laying 21 points. Chad, do you have the over-under? I do. Colorado and Oregon? That over-under is uh, 70 and a half. <laughs> That's a lot of points there. That is a lot of points. Zone spread. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Chad, how do you feel about this game? A lot of points here. A lot of points. I think Colorado covers this. I think they're good enough to do that. Uh, the main concern here is is defense for Colorado, of course. But Oregon's defense hasn't looked super great either. It's pretty typical Oregon defense. Uh, they're pretty turnover-reliant for the most part. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a shootout. I'm tempted to go over 
on the points. I do like the over. <laughs> which is insane since it's 70 and a half points. So I'm going to go Colorado to cover here. I like Shador. I think Shador balls out in a loss, but I think they cover 21 points. You know, I originally was going to be on Colorado. But then I thought, that's a loser pick. Oregon. Oregon wins 59-28. to something. 58. 59-28. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. That's a winner pick. <laughs> I like the over more than I like anything else here, obviously. Um, I like the over 70 and a half. Uh, I probably won't bet Oregon minus 21, but my gut tells me that this is the letdown for Colorado. All this hype and everything's been building. I think this is the letdown game. Could have been last week was a letdown game, probably. But I think this is the letdown game. I think this one kind of gets away from Dion, and I'm going to be back on Colorado next week. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a week off. All right. I'm taking a week off for Colorado. I'm going to jump to Oregon for a little bit. And then uh, I'm going to be back on Colorado next week against USC at home. So I think that game is going to be an insane game. I think that the, Caleb Williams and Dion duking it out, Lincoln Riley, Dion, Caleb Williams and Shador. That's going to be a phenomenal game. So I, I'm going to I'm going to jump off because I think Oregon's defense is good enough to contain Colorado, and I think that Oregon's offense is just going to roll. So I'm going on. I see this. Uh, in a very similar light that I do the TCU and Colorado game. Obviously, Oregon is much better than TCU this year, but uh, I think that's kind of I think it's going to be a track meet. That's fair. That's fair. I I just think I think Oregon's defense is good enough to contain Colorado, and it's an Odson. I think Oregon jumps out to an, an early fourteen point lead or something like that. So I don't know. I just that that's just my my feel for the game. So okay. All right, moving on. UCLA at Utah. Cam Rising, uh, not yet announced whether he's going to play, but UCLA is preparing as if they are going to face Cam Rising. Fair enough. Do you have the over-under for this game? Yes, I do. It's 51 and a half. Ooh, I kind of like the over for this. I I think I go under here. No, oh, that's fine. I call, and I'm going UCLA. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, Utah's only... Lost one game. I'm just going with them to cover. That's fine. I'm just saying Utah's only lost one game against uh, at home in a long time. So doesn't mean it won't be a close win. Okay. I mean, I don't really U- Utah's. I don't even know if their second is their second string out for the season. Yeah, he's out. He he blew his okay. ACL. So if Cam Rising plays, so it's the plays, third or fourth string guys. This is Cam Rising's first game back. Mm-hmm. And he's he's probably still going to be injured. <laughs> no, I think he could have played week one. I think they just rested him just to be safe. I really do. Um, I don't have inside information, but I'm just saying that I uh, that, that's because there's it was a question whether he was going to play week one or not against Florida, but they're like, fuck it, we're just going to risk it, and we're playing for a Pac-12 championship, not a um, undefeated season. They still got through it all undefeated. Barely against Baylor, Barely. but uh, they still got through. If you got, yes. you get my point. My point being is, uh, I don't really like what I see out of Utah's third and fourth string guys. Anyway, UCLA they they impressed me last week. Who they I, play last uh, they week? They played San Diego State. They went to the Aztec Kingdom, and they won. I don't think by, the Aztecs were that good by I, a pretty I, pretty wide margin. So I think Ohio would have beat um, the Aztecs if O'Rourke didn't get injured. Well, I agree, but I'm I'm pretty big on Ohio as That's well. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna ride with UCLA here. I think Utah wins a close one. I think they win by three or four. Spreads four and a half. Slip right in there. Go Bruins. I'm on Utah here. I think this is one of my favorite plays this week. Actually, I think Utah's gonna wax them. So. Um, I like Utah. Um, this was the game, but then again, I was on Utah last year whenever UCLA waxed him in the Rose Bowl. But this is in Utah. I got Utah. It's a 2.30 p.m. kickoff. Little little mountain mountain fresh air at 2.30. So I will take um, Utah minus four and a half. Love this play. One of my favorite plays this week. All right. <laughs> Moving on, a real stinker of a game. We got Arizona at Stanford. Oh, yeah. Over-under here is uh, 59 and a half. That's a lot. It is. Stanford just lost 
to Sacramento State. Their current head coach's former team. Love it. Uh, in Arizona, what did they do last week? Um, they beat um, someone bad. Who they beat? Gosh. Either way, Arizona won. They're favored <laughs> by 12.5 points going into Stanford. They won. They're favored. Because remember, it was part of my uh, late night parlay. That did not win, but it wasn't because of Arizona State. Oh, they were favored by 16 and a half. Yeah, they were favored by a lot. God, who they play? I'll, I'm pulling it up right now. You keep talking, Chad. Well, I'm going to go with Stanford to cover here. It's 12 and a half. I think that both of these teams are pretty stinky. <laughs> UTEP. <laughs> no, it was UTEP. Okay. Um, but I think Stanford, I mean, their coach knows how to coach football. Which is something that a coach should do or know how to do. And Arizona's not that good either. And home dog, I like them to cover. <laughs> Arizona's actually impressed me this year. Stanford impressed me the Hawaii, so I was on them for a while, but they've really shit the bed against teams not named Hawaii. So That's true. <laughs> I'm on Arizona here. Uh, I don't feel comfortable about it. Will I actually bet it? No. I think no, I, I no, think I stay like, far away from this game. I think I like the under, um, but I don't know. I, Stanford just – it doesn't move the needle for me. Until I see something different, i got to fade them. So, like, I'm going to go Zona. So, that's my thing. All right, next hey, up. Pac-12 championship <laughs> game Pac-12 right here. Pac-12 championship game, the Pac-2. Uh, <laughs> Oregon State at Wazoo. 56.5 is the over-under. Uh, Wazoo is plus three, so that means Oregon State's laying three. Sorry about that. 56.5 uh, is the over-under. Yep, and Ooh, I, like I, um, I am on Oregon State. I am on Oregon State as well. I think Oregon State is one of the most complete teams in the NCAA. I think that they um, – I think them and Notre Dame right now are my two best all-around teams. That means good offense, good defense, good special teams, just all-around. I think they have it. Um, obviously, Georgia would probably be up there in that list as well. I'm just saying they're my two teams that I think they look phenomenal. DJU, um, I think it Oregon's looks great. DJU's looked great. Um, they did struggle a little bit. They just didn't cover against um, who they played last week. They just didn't cover last week. It was the first time at, that they didn't cover at home. Obviously, they'll be um, traveling on the road for this matchup. I'm a little bit worried about the road spot in Wazoo. Cam Ward's playing pretty good, too, for he Washington State. He is playing State. very good. Uh, kind um, of a sneaky Heisman. This is a great right game. Now. I love this game. If K-State wasn't playing at a very similar time, I probably, this would probably be the game I'd be watching. But I, I like Oregon we'll State. We'll put it on the matchup. iPad. Well, we'll also have Ohio State and Notre Dame to watch. We'll put it on the laptop. Okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm on Oregon State with you as well. I think they win by touchdown. Um, great game. I think this is a game where Washington State gets up by 14, Oregon State crawls their way back, and they win it. So, that's my analysis on the game. Yeah, I'm very shaky about this game. Uh, I, I, I kind of fight myself in my head now, but I'm, I'm going to go with what my gut originally said. Yep. Uh, that did pretty well for me last week, yep. so maybe... When we picked see. this game, I picked it flat out Oregon State. Didn't have any second thoughts. Now I'm actually looking at it, I'm like, oh, wait, I don't like it. But I got to go with my gut. Go with my original pick at the beginning of the season. Oregon State wins it, handily. All right, next up, <laughs> in the tale of USC's vaunted schedule, <laughs> we've got them taking on the Sun Devils at home. Uh, the over-under here is 61 and a half. And USC is favored by 35 and a half. I do like the over here. I like the over, and I like USC. I'm going to ride with the Trojans. I think they so, win by a significant margin. Fun fact, last year, USC only won by 17. So, a little, little cause for concern there. And the year before that, in 2021, obviously Lincoln Riley wasn't there. Caleb Williams weren't there. Arizona State won this game in Tempe. I remember that on a Hail so, Mary. So, a little bit of Tempe magic here. I'm riding with the Sun Devils plus 30, 35, right? 35 and a half. And who are you with? You're with USC? I'm on USC haphazardly. Okay. I like this historical trend. This disgusting. is disgusting. This is a historical trend game, folks. Go with, <laughs> go with the Devils. Go with the Devils if you're on the fence. But if you feel like you... I think this is also one that, like, bucks the historical trend. But That's what I'm... 
USC hasn't had any games yet in which they've struggled, which also points to this being a struggle game. I think USC goes in the halftime up seven. Okay. And then they, they barely don't get the cover. Okay. I think they win by 28. I see that. Kinda I think they like, win by 28, but I don't okay. think they win by 35. All right, and the uh, the nightcap here in the Pac-12, we've got the California Golden Bears taking on the Washington Huskies. The over-under is 60 and a half. And Washington is favored by 21 and a half. I'm all over the Huskies. Yeah, I like the, I like the 21 Huskies 21 and a half here. is a great play. Folks, if you want to bet something, you take this one. I'm going to lock this one up. Cha-ching, lock. What did you say the over-under was? 21 and a half. Oh, sorry. The over-under is 60 and a half. Okay. Um, I do pause for concern just because Cal's a very physical team. And I like that about them. But I think Washington gets it done. Like I said, I think they're the best team. It's in the a home right game. Now. It's up. In, it's it's in the dog pound. There's gonna be a lot of sailgating up there. Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful state. Yep. Really like it. Yep. I'll I'll ride with you with Washington. I this is one. Just don't overthink. Just keep keep rolling along. I don't know if I'll bet this one or not. Twenty one is a lot of numbers. I'm gonna try to be a little bit stingy on my bets this week because I'd suck. But, um, um. You know what I mean? I gotta lock up a couple ones eventually, but I really like this one of my. Okay, so of the Pac-12 games, the ones we just listed off, which ones are like automatic lock? You're gonna go Washington. Washington. Okay, I think mine is going to be Utah. I think Utah gets it done. Kim Rising shines. Okay. All right. All right. So. All right. We are moving on into Big 12 play. Let's hear it for a conference we thought was better than it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Big 12 sucks this year. That's on us. Sorry, folks. Anyway, we'll continue to spread propaganda any way we can. Starting with OU at Cincy. This is a 14.5 point spread in favor of OU. The over-under is 57.5. <clears throat> I like the over. I... Lots of overs. Big over week. I do not like the over. And I'm going Cincy to cover. First Big 12 game. I think last week was a letdown. I think this is a bounce back. They're not going to win this game by any means. I think they go down 14 early, and they trade scores, and they finish down 14. <laughs> I like Cincy here. I think they jump out to like a 7- or 10-point lead, and then OU just lays it on them. Um, I can also see that. OU kind of does that in early conference yeah. play. So. so I'm going to go Cincy here. I think Cincy loses by 7, though. Um, I think they are down like 14 or so, and then they get a couple late scores to dress it up. So I do like Cincy here. I kind of like Cincy to win this game because a little jump scare for OU, but at the same time, I don't. So <laughs> <laughs> This is kind of what we saw with OU uh, last year, their first Big 12 game. I think that they um, lost to Kansas State, to my knowledge, because that was K-State's first one after Tulane. So potentially, because remember OU? Oh, yeah, OU, they looked real stinky. OU smacked Nebraska. Do you remember that? Yeah. OU just absolutely smacked him. Yeah. And then... They played K-State, and K-State ran away with it. So, potentially same spot. Is this same same OU team from last year? We'll see. We'll see. It's got the same components. Is it, uh, is it fixed up, or does it have the same old flaws? We'll see. Hot take. Since he wins this game, they'll be in the exact same position as K-State last year. Transferring quarterback, lose their non-conference game right before playing Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma. Cincy Dark Horse, if they win this game? I do really like Emory Jones. <laughs> he is someone we did not account for on the Cincy preview, See, which was I, a massive overlook on I did. Part. I did. I did account for him. And they only did one game better than what we thought. You know what I mean? We gave them the win at, against Miami of Ohio, but we had them losing other games. I actually think they did the exact same as what we thought because we had them winning the FCS game in Miami of Ohio. So they're on par for what we thought. We just think they're going to drop a lot of these Big 12 games. That so. is fair. We will see starting this weekend. Next up, the battle for the Iron Skillet. Love this rivalry. It's yeah. a shame it's going away. TCU's canceled it. All um, those rich guys gathering in the stadium. I know. Fuck TCU. Uh, SMU at TCU. That is the game. Six and a half point TCU favorites. And the over-under, 63 and a half. I, uh, I am on the under. And I'm on SMU to cover. I'm on SMU as well. I like the Mustangs. Uh, they got a little bit of life coming on. 
since they're gonna be going to the ACC. I'm happy I finally have an ACC team to cheer for now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm not a big ACC guy. Love a little ACC Big Twelve action. I will say, ever since Syracuse beat my uh, Boilermakers, I'm like, okay, Syracuse, maybe they're doing something up there in the Carrier Dome. Who knows? But um, SMU, my new favorite ACC team. I think they come in a little ACC Big Twelve action. I think they, uh, I think they surprised TCU here, and that's where TCU gets exposed. That Sunny Dyke sucks. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, moving on to beautiful Lawrence, Kansas. We've got the Brigham Young Cougars taking on the Kansas Fight Football Jayhawks, three and zero. For back-to-back seasons for the first time since 1991 and 1992. Exciting. The Jayhawks are a 9.5-point favorite. Love it. And the over-under is 55.5. Now, let me tell you why I love that 9.5-point spread. It's because I'm all over BYU. <laughs> Dang. Simple Kansas enough. is not going to win this game by more than 9.5 points. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a lot of points. Um, I'm also on BYU. But I do hesitate because I think maybe Kansas gets it going late or something like that. I don't know. But I do think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. I kind of like the over, but I'm not sold on it because BYU's defense has been pretty stingy. So I don't know. I like like the over. You like the over? I like the over. Yeah, I like the over. I'll probably bet the over. I don't know if I'll touch the spread just because I don't like nine-point spreads. I don't know. I do it think smells. I do think it's more points than what BYU should be getting. I think this should be a six and a half, seven point spread. I agree. This started at seven and a half. It's gone up two points. I don't know why. There's no injury report coming See, out of BYU. I saw the opposite. I, th- I saw this open at ten and a half. Interesting. Um, because uh, circa circa sports in Las Vegas, they normally set the first spreads, and uh, it's normally like right at noon of the NFL slate or at three p.m. of the NFL slate. And I follow them on Twitter, or sorry, X, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> X Twitter, <laughs> and uh, they released it. And I saw those ten and a half for KU, and I was like, ooh, ooh. Either way, smelly ooh. spread. Smelly, I'm not going to bet this at all. If I do, I'm going to bet a Mason Fairchild anytime touchdown. So, ooh. Ooh. I like that play. I also like that play. Either way, uh, are you on BYU? I am on BYU. Okay, yes. we are both on BYU. And I will take you to a newfound rivalry, the John Denver Bowl with Texas Tech and West Virginia. John Denver went to Texas Tech, sang a song about Western Virginia. So uh, a <laughs> little bit of a fun little name bowl. It's kind of like the Howard Schellingberger, correct, bowl between uh, Miami and Louisville, something like that. No. Okay. <laughs> little fun rivalry. It's kind of like one of those – it's like Farmageddon. It started on Twitter, and it's just going to start growing, and we'll see if they actually make a trophy for it. But anyways um, – <laughs> Texas Tech favored by six. Um, six and over, a half, over, yeah. under is fifty-four and a half. I don't know. West Virginia's defense. is I'm good going enough, under, and I'm also on the Red Raiders. I'm on the Red Raiders as well. Uh, I think this is a classic kneel down. He just won a game. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, excuse me, a Neil Brown letdown. <laughs> kneel down, low. Kneel down, letdown. I like it. <laughs> um, you know, he just won a game against a rival. Oh yeah. And this is a classic, oh, we've got momentum now, we're going to be all right. And then Neil Brown comes out and just coaches a stinker of a game, yep. and West Virginia loses. I like Texas Tech here. I like the spot. I like them to win by a touchdown, and you get that with the minus six. The only thing I'm worried is maybe that defense keeps it closer than what. The West Virginia defense keeps it closer than what I'm expecting. Their defense has not been bad thus far. Their defense has been really good. They held Penn State to what, 28, 24? It depends on that last second QB sneak. I can't remember what the final score. But was. obviously West Virginia only scored seven, so it's just like. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I just like Texas Tech. I think their quarterback uh, at least gets it going. I'm just worried about turnovers if Texas Tech starts turning the ball over. Tyler Shuck, a little. That will be a little, a little wobbly with the ball. Wobbly. So. Uh, all right. Next up, this is this is the best game of the week. The Seco's game of the week. This the is just underplay. Disgusting. Underplay of the week. It is the underplay of the week. This is not going over. It's 36 and a half. Oklahoma State and Iowa State. <laughs> two Iowa State struggling programs of the getting football. three and a half. Um, as a favorite. This is in Ames. <laughs> I'm on Oklahoma State to lose by three. I'm the same way. You're getting three and a half in a game that's going to be like a – there's probably going to be five possessions that score. 
let's, <laughs> let's take a look to the historical trend real quick, Chad, just to see what we're looking at. Current win streak, Oklahoma State's won once. Uh, last year's in Stillwater, Oklahoma State won 20-14. to 14. That would cash the under. <laughs> um, with... With better players. <laughs> <laughs> With better players. Uh, I think Iowa State's defense is just as good. I think Oklahoma State's defense is struggling. But, but Iowa State's, State's offense is so bad, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Iowa State just lost to a max school, so you never know about that. Um, shit, man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a disgusting game. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be such a disgusting game. But I love it. I love those disgusting games, all right? This is like this is the Cyhawk <laughs> of the Big Twelve right here. <laughs> Get the two state schools, Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Perfect, love it. Um, I'm also gonna ride the Cowboys. I'll take the points because this is a 50-50 game. Let's be honest, this is a 50-50 game. You're getting three and a half with Oklahoma State. I'll take it. Mike Gundy needs to declare a quarterback. He needs to declare um, either Gundy or Randall. Randall, yes. One of those two guys needs to be declared. The I think it's is it Randall or Wrangle. Oh, it's Wrangle. It's Wrangle. Right. Garrett Wrangle. Garrett Wrangle. Love it. Love the name. Go Garrett Wrangle. He's, He's probably the best of the three, if we're being Statistically, honest. if you if you go by analytics, Gundy's the best. But Mike Gundy's not playing his own kid. Mike Gundy's make... not going to put his own kid out Exactly. There. <laughs> He's going to put out Garrett Wrangle, and they're going to struggle. But you know how terrible Bowman... that would be to have your son be out the there. quarterback of a 3-9 team? Yeah, yeah. So, I think... Uh, I think... Gundy really fucked up the transfer portal here, if I might say. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, he brought in Bowman, and Bowman has not panned out. He's been playing terrible. Um, I really expected more from him. I really wish they would have brought in, let's see, hypotheticals of who Gundy should have brought in. Spencer Sanders, number one, should from Ole Miss. brought back Spencer Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer Sanders. I think Spencer Sanders won the bag, so he was like, I'll go back up Ole Miss for a million dollars. Like, fair enough. Um... Who's another quarterback? Jason Bean. Should have brought in Jason Bean. If Jason Bean was on Oklahoma State, would they beat South Alabama? I think so. Uh, on the air raid? Well, probably, <laughs> because I tell you what, the skill players are not the issue for Oklahoma State. I think we've seen that through a couple of games. Their skill players are not bad. They just don't have anyone to give them the ball. <laughs> so... Uh, I think Jason Bean or a similar type of mobile quarterback would bring a, another yeah. much needed um, what's the word Spark. ability to this <laughs> offense <laughs> I don't this this I mean I you also, can only run screen passes so many times Gundy should have brought in um, Emory Jones the guy that went to Cincinnati should have brought him in he should have brought in uh, the Colorado quarterback from last year um, they play oh, for that's Nevada. Nevada? Yeah, yeah, he's actually not. Well, he's good on the ground. He can't throw the ball. But, well, you, know. you get my point. I, I think Gunny would have coached the up that arm. The thing that sucks about Oklahoma State is that all three of their quarterbacks are pocket passers who can't throw the ball. He should have brought in um, the guy that went to Iowa. Who's the, who's the quarterback for Iowa? Cade McNamara. McNamara. He should have brought him in to Oklahoma State. Would have provided a little bit of a spark. He should have brought in JT Daniels. A little bit oh. of Big 12 <laughs> Gundy, hey. You know what? You know why Gundy didn't look at any of those guys? Because <laughs> they all suck too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Would be I'll bad. bring in one shitty quarterback, and that'll be enough. I don't need another. He should have brought. If in. he's not, if his, if his recruiting coordinators are not only looking for quarterbacks right now. They're done. <laughs> They're done for. <laughs> that program's dead in the water. Those guys stink. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy about how quick this program has collapsed in on itself. They were undefeated playing um, TCU last year. Do you remember that? Yeah, and then Spencer Sanders got injured. Yes. It's just crazy. No, they were undefeated playing Baylor last year. That's who they were playing. And I think they lost. Well, this- they beat Texas. They beat Texas last year? They beat year? Texas. Holy shit. And a shoot, it was a close game. That yeah. that was the game that really did Spencer Sanders in because yes. he was already injured, and then he played that whole game. That was and the then week he was before like out State. for the rest of the season. But they lost to TCU before that because after the after they lost to either TCU or Baylor, um, they immediately started having players set out and transfer. So <laughs> because and that's when I was like, what the hell are they doing? Like, why are they doing this? And I think it's because they knew they did not have a lot of depth. I think they knew the talent of the team was not as good, and they're like. Well, I'm only playing for Big 12 title or national title. That's not going to happen. So I'm going to set out and I'm going to go pro. And he did. I forgot who it was. It was one of their defensive players. Yeah, I still. remember that. 
But as soon as I saw that, I was crazy. I was like, well, the season just rests on Spencer Sanders anyway. Then even he got injured. <laughs> I, everyone knew the season was going downhill. So everyone started sitting now. So but that's yeah, just... Gundy's got himself a messy situation. Okay. More on hot seat here. Campbell or Gundy? Who's more in the hot seat? I was actually thinking about this today. That, I think Gundy's uh, more in the hot seat, in my opinion. Gundy might be getting on the hot seat. I like Gundy, and I don't think they should go away from him. But you can't blame Matt Campbell for the NCAA literally suspending your entire team three weeks before the season. Yeah, but Matt Campbell didn't have a good team anyway. <laughs> I really think Iowa State would have surprised you if they would have, they would have fielded. Because um, they had like... Hunter Deckers is not moving. I'm not. The they didn't just suspend Hunter Deckers. They suspended 16 players, 22 in total, eight from Iowa, 16 from Iowa State. That's almost an entire starting roster. Now, granted, probably only like four or five of them are starters, but still, that's a lot of depth that you're suspending three weeks before a game, a season. I think. I think. I think if Gundy does not pick a quarterback in the next few weeks, then he is more on the hot seat. I still think Gunny's more on the hot seat right now. Like I don't, Matt Campbell almost beat up a fan. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> Simply for saying you're on the hot seat, which is a fact. <laughs> um, I think Matt Campbell deserves a pass until next year. If next year they're also if they're still struggling next year, then he's on the hot seat. But I think that. You got to give Matt Campbell a pass just because the NCAA is literally just like murdering that program right now. So, <laughs> granted, Kirk Ferentz would have never let this happen. Maybe they should hire Kirk Ferentz's son oh, for God. <laughs> little Ferentz, Ferentz Don't cyclone. Don't need any Ferentz anywhere near the Big Twelve. <laughs> just gonna muck it up with some terrorist ball. Hey, it's beautiful football, Chad. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, we're still talking about the worst oh, game on the slate, but man. it was fun. It was fun. It was beautiful. All right, we'll jump. To Texas and Baylor. I originally had Baylor winning this game, Chad. <laughs> we did our season. Our season oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I And let me tell you, Chad. Texas, favored by 15 points. Give me the Bears. Sick them, Bears. They no, keep this no, close. No. Let me tell you. This... 51 and a half is the over-under, by the way. Give me the Bears. No. You're... I'm all over the horns. Oh, you're... SEC trade. I'm not. The horns are just better. Baylor Baylor stinks. That team is trash. So you're judging this garbage. All, you're judging this all off the Alabama win for Texas. I'm not. I'm judging it on the body of work that I've seen from Baylor this year. This is me this is me picking more because Baylor sucks and I think Texas is good. I think I think Baylor is better than what people think. I don't. <laughs> You know who they lost to? They lost to Texas State, who is destroying teams right now. Texas State... Texas State just lost to a bad UTSA team. Okay, fair enough. But they they <laughs> did just... They did just win. They beat the Long Island Sharks! <laughs> Baylor did. But Baylor did. Texas State put up 77 points yes, or last week. Against? Uh, SCS teams. But hey... Texas State is a good team. And Baylor put up 30 against the Long Island Sharks. Texas State is a good team. And so that loss is excusable, in my opinion. The Texas State loss is excusable. But that was when they were at full they were at full strength. It's a home it's a home. Shapin's a owner. bad quarterback. They're better with their backup. They are no, they're not. They are, they are not. They are simply not. That is not true. By any stretch right. of the imagination. You're right. Their backup does suck. But <laughs> I still like the Bears here. All right. They'll muck up the game, just like the Utah game. Their defense will get them going. This is anyway. They're not go. good enough overall. Let's go, Bears. Let's go, Bears. So you're on the horns. I'm, I'm on, the, on the horns. Baylor was in a, a a decent contest with a quarterback who throws a submarine ball, which is sick, by the way. I'm not discrediting that. Who's more in the hot seat? If who's more in the hot seat here? Baylor, if they get blown out by Texas. Sorry, Dave Aranda, if they get blown out by Texas, or the loser of the Oklahoma State Iowa State Aranda. game. Aranda. Aranda, you think I, I don't like Aranda either. I think he should be not not like no wrong. He seems like a really nice guy and everything. I'm just saying that I just he, people Mike Campbell and Dave Aranda were the two like darlings last year. Everyone thought they were like the best coaches in the Big Twelve, and they are not. I, Matt Campbell's not even getting thrown in rumors anymore. I know. I'll tell you no. You've fallen from grace. <laughs> 
Dave Aranda isn't either. Dave Aranda was rumored for the Nebraska part job. Of, part of the reason I think that Matt Campbell is going to continue to crumble is because he hasn't felt pressure like this since stepping foot in Ames. That's true. He's had no pressure the whole time while there. And uh, now that the walls are closing in, I think I think he's going to start going crazy. He almost <laughs> fought a fan. He almost fought a fan after losing to Ohio. <laughs> Bobcats, baby. Let's the go. Bobcats. You know who's also the Bobcats? Texas State. Texas State. Now, Mike Gundy's been here before. He's felt the walls closing in. And you know what Gundy does? He pushes them back out <laughs> and gives himself a little bit more time. <laughs> I have a future for Oklahoma State to win six and a half games. And it's not looking good right it's now. It's not for looking me. good. <laughs> but, but regardless, moving on from those Iowa two State. games, um, we are on to the Cats. K-State's playing UCF at home. They are getting four and a half points. Uh, as the favorite here, and the over/under is fifty-two and a half. I'm on UCF. I think K-State wins, but I think it's sloppy, and I think it's disgusting, and I think they win by three or four. K-State wins. Twenty-one seventeen. Twenty-four fourteen. They get it done. Okay, so you're on K-State covering. I am on K-State covering. Okay. I don't love it. I wouldn't bet it. I like the under in this game. This is a beautiful under game. It's a real prove-it spot for Malzone here. I know. So, just a heads up, uh, UCF is one of the best rushing teams. K-State's one of the best uh, run defense teams in the nation. So, it's real like, what's it boiled down to? A road rushing team with a backup quarterback or a K-State wounded defense? K-State's missing a lot of players. Howard's questionable. Treshawn Ward is doubtful, so he most likely will not play. And K-State just had their number one middle linebacker. Giddens has really disappointed me this year. I was really I was him. I was big on Giddens coming into this year. I I just he looked a, he looked a lot bigger. Um, he looked a lot bigger last year. It's, it looks like he lost weight as the season. I agree. Around. So I don't know what happened there. Maybe a nasty bout of food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but um, I'm really worried about this game, especially with all the injuries we have. Avery Johnson's projected to be the starter for K-State at this point. We're going to burn his red shirt in the first fucking four games of the season, which I'm not very excited about. I was very surprised when I saw him last week. I was not very happy. But it is it is clear that he's QB2, and I do like that more than I would like to see Jake Rubley in this game. So, That's fair. if Jake Rubley was yeah, playing this game, I would, go, I would have went 100% UCF. I'm really excited to see what Avery Johnson can do. We'll see but, if he throws the ball this week. But I... Uh, I'm on K-State for now. I'm on the under. I think K-State's going to run the hell out of the ball. We'll see what happens. Maybe Frias will get some touches. Get a Frias anytime touchdown. <laughs> Probably plus 1,000. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for Big 12 play. We're on to the miscellaneous here. What's your favorite play in the Big 12? My favorite play in the Big 12 this week is probably... I think Texas Tech's my favorite play. I think I like... Uh... I think I like SMU. Ooh, that's surprising. They're not technically a Big Twelve, but it's well, a it's game. A, yeah, that's what I meant. Like of the games, of that the should games. just be a conference game, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ACC conference game. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Texas Tech. I think that that'll be the the game I'll for sure bet. Texas Tech minus six and a half. Nervous about it, but I think that's that's the one I'm gonna bet. All right, going uh, into our fun games of the week. Which is kind of a we got we got a few Big Ten teams on here, so fun and Big Ten's kind of an oxymoron. But <laughs> uh, first off, Ohio State at Notre Dame, big old test here for Notre Dame. Uh, Ohio State is a three and a half point favorite on the road going into South Bend. Uh, I don't have an over under here. Do you? I do not. Sorry, didn't get that. Anyway, uh, Notre Dame, I'm all over it. I think Notre Dame wins the game. They're my money line play of the week. I think Notre Dame wins the game. I think they make the college football playoff. So, yeah. No, Ohio State looks like garbage. Notre Dame looks really good. Uh, Notre Dame looks really good. I mean, and, you know, this is coming off the heels of a 63-10 to win over Western Kentucky for Ohio State. But for that, what can I say that they did to impress me? Uh, they had Marvin Harrison Jr. on their team. They covered against Western Kentucky. That's like the only thing that Ohio State's they, done they to impress They beat Indiana by 20, a bad Indiana team. They should have beat them by a lot more. I thought I think Western Kentucky's a better team than Indiana. 
So, I mean, and, you know, maybe Ohio State's getting the wheels rolling, but you know what they say, Ryan Day was born on third. So I'm on I'm on Notre Dame here. Um, let's go Irish. I never, I never bet the Irish. I never even really root for the Irish. But this week, don't let me down. You know, I'm with you here. I think I'm really drinking the Kool-Aid uh, with Notre Dame. Sam Hartman looks good. He looks good. They legit. got a great offensive line. I love me a team with a good offensive line. That's why I'm really worried about K-State because they don't have a good offensive line. Um, but I just – I really think Notre Dame gets it done. Last year I picked Ohio State to win this game, and Ohio State won the game. So I'm on Notre Dame here. I, I like it. I like it, Chad. I'm with you. Um, let me pull up the over-under. I have it pulled up right here. Over-under is 55 and a half. I like the under. I like the under. Ohio State's offense hasn't had any pushback. I think they're going to get pushed back this time. I think uh, Notre Dame holds them to like 17 or 20. Last year they held them to 17 or 20. They had a better offense. So um, Notre Dame wins this game. This would be my money line play of the week, but um, spoiler alert, this is Chad's money line play of the week. <laughs> so we will jump to one of my favorite Big Ten West teams. And that is the Iowa Hawkeyes, a true team, a true manly sport team right there, the Iowa Hawkeyes. They kick off at 6.30, around the same time as the Ohio State Notre Dame game. Matter of fact, it is the same time, 6.30 and 6.30. They travel to, um, what is it called, State College? <laughs> Happy Valley? Yes, Happy Valley. Happy Valley. In State College, Pennsylvania. <laughs> In State College, Pennsylvania. The town is just named after the fact that it's... State College of Pennsylvania. State College, Pennsylvania. Um, I was getting 14 and a half here. Do you have um, the over-under real quick? Uh, no. Okay. It's I'll probably look. low. <laughs> it probably is low. And so I was getting 14 and a half. I'm, I'm riding with the Hawkeyes. I think the Hawkeyes are good this year. I love me some Hawkeyes. Let's go Hawkeyes. Do you want a historical fact real quick before you make your pick? Sure. Iowa is on a two-win streak against Penn State. This is true. I was just about to bring that up. Yep. In 2021, I watched this game at a bar in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, the Hawkeyes, they were 5-0 and at that point. So was Penn State. It was a big game. Good game. 23-20, Iowa win. That was before the wheels kind of fell off for Iowa. Year before that, at State College, obviously no fans there, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Iowa wins 41-21. to it's a hell of a so little, little COVID year. That was probably the most points Iowa scored in about three years. So, uh, um, 2018, <laughs> the last time that they played in State College, you know, with the full crowd, it was 24-30. You know what I mean? I know we're going back a little bit. That's only six points spread. So I love this 14 and a half that I was getting. I really do love it. Chad, give me your analysis while I look up the over-under for Iowa. Well, I hear your historical trends and your data and all that. I think... This is a different Penn State team. These are not the same old lines we're talking about. Same old Nittany lines, that is. Uh, Penn State, they've looked really good this year. They've impressed me. I've rode with them every single week, and it's paid off, so I'm going to keep riding with them. They had 14.5 against Illinois. I think I was a little bit better uh, than Illinois. I think they're a lot better than Illinois. Illinois sucks. <laughs> we'll see how the, how the Illini get going here. I agree, though. <laughs> Penn State did not impress me against Illinois. Second I thought half, the, I thought they looked I thought they were going to roll Illinois, and they did not. Um, but this is a home game. It's a night game in State College in Happy Valley. That's a little different, and so I'm going with Penn State. I think this is a backdoor cutter, similar to West Virginia. That's true. I didn't think about that. This will be 14 points in the fourth quarter, though. Or this will be. I think this. This is will game, be within the spread in the fourth quarter, and I, I think Iowa gets it done. I think this. Not is, wins, think, just keeps it close. They I scare think, Penn State. Uh, scare Penn State them. is up Rawr. 10 with the ball with four minutes left, and they punch it in, and then they stop Iowa on the ensuing drive. Penn State, um, their winning percentage in wideouts. This is their wideout. Um, Weird game. I know. Well, it's like their only good home, home like. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, everyone else. Yeah. Um, in terms of wideouts, though. I guess Michigan's a wideout, or sorry, Michigan's at, in State College, but it's a noon kickoff, so that's the reason why. Oh, it sucks! I know. <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> I know, I know. Big Ten kickoff. The Big Ten kickoff. Nobody cares. I put know. It at, put it um, 
I think their win percentage is like 55% in wideout games. They don't. They normally don't do well, but it's only because they save it for like uh, Ohio State or Michigan or something like that. So like I, I, I get like why it's low, but still, I, I like Iowa here. I like the 14 and a half. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. So I'm riding Iowa here. I really hope this drops a point later in the week, but we'll see. Are you going? Are you for sure going? Penn I'm State? going Penn State. Okay, that sounds good. I am going Iowa. We are picking it at 14 and a half. So like if it does drop a point. Picking that 14 and a half, just so you know. Okay. All right. Um, to stay in the Big Ten, um, we'll do Maryland at Michigan State. Ooh. This is in Lansing. Maryland is favored by seven and a half. Maryland has looked stinky in the first half of all of their games, but in the second half, they have been dazzling. They really took it to Virginia and Charlotte. They outscored Charlotte 38 to six after going down 14 nothing. They went down 14-0 against Virginia and then outscored them 42-0 for the rest of the game. Um, now, it's a little different. You're going to Lansing. They were at home for both of those games. But I think Maryland, I think they're, I think this Maryland team is better than they have been in the past. Um, their rushing game, they got a little three-headed dragon going on. Uh, I wish they would have used Roman Hemby a little bit more last week. That cost me some money, but that's okay. Talia has looked good, barring a few boneheaded decisions early in games. It seems like he needs to get a mistake out of the way at the beginning of every game, and then he starts going. Um, but generally, the offense has been impressive. Michigan State looked like garbage under um, D'Antonio, and... I think that that program is in so much turmoil that I, I think Maryland gets it done by 10 points. So I'm going with the Terps. I think so, too. Maryland wins this game. I'm surprised the spread is this low. Um, Michigan State's a dumpster fire right now. And until they prove me otherwise, they will remain a dumpster fire. And honestly, I think Michigan State's a dumpster fire inside of a dumpster fire and then being thrown off a cliff right now. So um, I will <laughs> roll with Maryland as well. So locking up the Terps. I'm yeah. not locking them up, but locking up our picks for the I Terps. I actually want to bet this game. This is the, like what this game's a 2:30 game, sleepy game. Michigan State's still reeling from all this scandal and turnover and everything. I don't think they get it going for a while. So I think Michigan State's in for a very, very bad year. All right. Um, last game. Last game. We've got Appalachian State making the climb up to Laramie to take on the Cowboys <laughs> the of Wyoming. Climb. Uh, this is a two and a half point favorite for Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I don't have the over under, so <laughs> it's probably it's probably around fifty points. Did you have the over under for uh, the Maryland game? No, I just threw that on there. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, I'll look up them. Give me your pick while I look up the over under for both these games. I'm gonna go with Wyoming. Um, they competed with Texas for three quarters last week. Um, Texas pulled away just based on talent and depth. So they got a 31-10 win over Wyoming. But Wyoming looked great against Tech. They're at home. Uh, Appalachian State, it's a long travel for them up to the up to the cold plains of Wyoming. It's going to be pretty nice. It's not going to be cold. But, uh, Appalachian State, I don't think by any means they're a bad team. You know I'm high on the Mountaineers. But I like Wyoming to get this done by more than two and a half. I think they win by a touchdown. I think there's a lot, I think there's some late game drama in this one though. We might have to keep our eye out. Yeah, um, it's a shame because a lot of the games I like the most are all on at six thirty. So mm-hmm. well, that sucks. But um, I think K State's going to be an iPad game. I don't think I'm gonna have them on the TV. Okay. I just I, I just don't think I want to watch. Well, that. guess who's in that two thirty time slot? Does Kansas. K State <laughs> goes down early against UCF. We probably won't even watch that game. All right, I respect that. But it's like. It's like the Titanic, man. Women and children first, and we're dressing up as women, and we're going to get off the Titanic of the K-State <laughs> versus UCF game. That's what we're doing. Ah, oh, God, I'm really nervous about that one. I'm also in Wyoming here. I love this play. This is one of my favorite plays of the week. That's why I, I think I'm going to lock this. Yeah, this is a big this lock. A lock I love me. this. Um, give me, and you can take your time on finding this. What's your money line play? Notre Dame? Yep. Okay. Uh, my money line play is Western Kentucky. They're taking on Troy. It is at Troy. A little bit of a risky spot, but I'm taking on what I'm taking Western Kentucky to win money line. Um, I think Troy is really struggling this year, and I like the Hilltoppers. Screw it. 
They got they just got their ass kicked by Ohio State. A little bit of a bounce back spot. Let's go Hilltoppers. Get it done. So um, that's who I'm on. Um, Chad, what are your four favorite plays this week in terms of betting? I like Colorado plus twenty one. I like Wyoming minus two and a half. I like I like Washington minus twenty one and a half. And I like I'm bouncing back and forth between Penn State and Maryland. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Maryland. Uh, I think I like Maryland as my fourth play. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do Wyoming. I really like. Oh, excuse me. Uh, sorry. Notre Dame plus three and a half. Yeah, Notre Dame money line for sure. I'm I'm with you on that one. Uh, I'll even I'll even yeah do three and a half. Notre Dame three and a half. I like. I kind of like that Iowa. The freaking sicko. I'm a, I'm a sicko here, okay? I'm a sicko. I like the 630 parlay, all right? Give me Notre Dame money line. Give me Iowa money line. And give me Wyoming minus <laughs> two and a half. You like Iowa money line? <laughs> <laughs> you just like, you like giving Vegas money? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm not. There you a, go. That's for you. I, I like you keep that. that. Iowa, <laughs> Iowa plus 14 and a half. I like um, Texas Tech minus six. I think that's one of my favorite plays. Um, what was my? Uh, I really liked one in the Pac-12. What was my one in the Pac-12? I really liked Utah minus four and a half. Utah minus four and a half was another good one. Those are my main ones. I'll be betting. Um, and then of course I'll throw in my Western Kentucky money line. Uh, if this comes out enough time, I'm on Georgia State plus six and a half and a Georgia State money line. So really heavily on that. That's a wrong team favorite type of game. Um, Coastal Carolina, they've looked at, but they looked okay, but. Georgia State's been blowing teams out. They've been blowing teams out, and I haven't been expecting it. Now it's whether Georgia State looks a lot better than I expected. Exactly. I thought I'd set that line maybe around three and a half, but you could make an argument that it was a pick'em. But I just I thought it was crazy that Coastal Carolina was favored by six and a half. I thought that reeked. So I'm going Georgia State. All right. Well, that does it for our college slate. Now it's time for my dollar in a dream parlay. I forgot to do this last week. Did, did week it hit three. last week? I didn't do it at all. No. <laughs> Wouldn't have, though, I don't think, probably. Um, it never does. That's <laughs> why so I put a dollar on it. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is week three for the NFL. Starting off Thursday night, we got the Niners at the Giants. That's a ten and a half point spread. Uh, we don't spread bet the NFL, though. Uh, I like the Niners to win pretty easily. The, the Giants have looked just horrific, <laughs> um, despite the fact that they won last week against the Cards. But the Cards are tanking for Caleb Williams, so it doesn't matter. Next up, I've got the Titans over the Browns. The Browns are a dumpster fire. They suck. They lost Nick Chubb. Deshaun Watson is going to pay for his crimes in the pits of Tartarus. Um... <laughs> Chargers and Vikings. This was the hardest game of the week for me to pick by far. They're both 0-2. They're both good teams. Uh, they both have had some some tough luck. Um, both of them have bad defenses. So whatever the over-under for this game is, I'd go over. 53.5. I would go over. I think this is going to hit the over. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings to win, though. They're at home. This is, this is a big spot for Justin Jefferson. Probably to go for 200 yards because I don't really think there's anyone on the Chargers that can cover him. If Darius Slay can't lock him down, good luck to the Chargers. Um, next up, Patriots and Jets. This is stinky. This is real stinky. And I really wanted to go with the Jets, but Bill Belichick kind of owns the Jets. So yeah, he makes Jets quarterback see ghosts. You can't go. So with I, I, I think this is. You know how we say Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian game plans like twice a year. Yeah. This is Bill Belichick right now mm-hmm. at this stage in his career. He put game plans for the Jets. <laughs> and so I think they get it done in New York. Uh, Buffalo traveling to Washington to take on the Commanders. Commanders look much improved, but Buffalo was a buzzsaw last week against the Raiders, so I think they carry that. Um, Jacksonville taking on the Texans at home. I like the Jags. I like the Ravens at home against the Colts. I like the Lions at home against the Falcons. I like the Packers at home against the Saints. I like the Dolphins at home against the Broncos. A lot of favorites here, Chad. I like the Seahawks at home against the Panthers. I like the Chiefs at home against the Bears, obviously. You want the Bears winning? No. 
The Bears stink, and so does Justin Fields. The Bears, here's what the Bears did. They said, hey, our quarterback's really good at running the ball, and he broke a bunch of records last year. Let's take that away from him and have him throw the ball all the time. You missed a wide-open dude, though. And he threw, he threw a pick six on a, a screen. Fun fact about the Bears, they ran the same screen play three times in a row against the Bucks, And it got picked off and returned to the end zone twice. And one was called back for a penalty. <laughs> I got the Cowboys taking down the cards in uh, Phoenix. Cowboys look good, dude. Cowboys actually look very good. I can't really admit that openly. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, next up, the Steelers are traveling to Vegas. I think the Steelers are another team that looks like garbage. The Raiders also look like garbage, but they're at home, so I'm taking the Raiders. I agree. I think the Raiders won that game. Uh, Eagles. This, because of Baker Mayfield's recent performances, has made me think about this a little more. The defense looked pretty good, but they did play the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think Philly gets it done. I think it's a lot closer than people expect. But that's a, that's a doubleheader on Monday night. I hate how they're doing this right now with the double Monday night games. We finish off with the Rams taking on the Bengals. Rams look good. Rams look a lot better than I thought I they would. I think all the Rams regardless if Burrow plays or not. I mean, the yeah. Thing, the reason why I, I'm, I'm benching Burrow in fantasy because he sucks. Who are you picking up to replace him? I have Russell Wilson on my bench. That's disgusting. I don't even He's play. played okay. I'm picking He's up. dropped 20 in both games. I'm He's the fourth-ranked quarterback right I'm, now. I'm picking up... Um, God, who am I picking up? Oh, the Green Bay quarterback, Jordan Love. Jordan Love looks pretty good. He's he averaged 21.5 points a game. <sighs> they looked bad that second half against Atlanta. That's but okay. I just care about fancy points. Yeah, exactly. He's put he's putting them up. He had three touchdowns. So you're so picking the Bengals or the Rams? I'm Sorry, picking the Rams. the Rams. picking the Rams. So that is my dollar and a dream parlay. Did you pick parlay. the Eagles as well? I did pick the Eagles okay. as well. So we will see if that hits. Probably freaking won't, but, uh, you know, that's why it's called the dollar and a dream. There we go. I think one dollar on that wins like two thousand seven hundred bucks or something. That would be pretty nice. Uh, I have it at six hundred fifty nine dollars. That's so really nice. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm just letting you know. Um, yeah, I don't know where I got that number from. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that was our week four preview for college football. Winkler, you got anything to say? I do not, Chad. You go ahead and close us out of here. Thank you, everyone. Like and subscribe. We'll be getting the koozies soon. Um, we forgot to do that because it was a great college football slate last weekend. Um, we will make sure to get that done. All right. Um, yeah, we got a TikTok now. Like and subscribe. At sunflower.spreads because uh, some 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 random middle-aged woman has just regular sunflower spreads. So that's what TikTok gave us instead. Uh, and, of course, follow us on Twitter at sunflowerspread. No S on the end. Of sunflower spreads, just sunflower spread, and uh, yeah, just uh, let us know if you want us to pick any games. Well, Purdue money line versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin sucks. Wisconsin has let me down for sure. I would do that. Um, big shout out to Nebraska. They're playing La Tech this week. They should win, hopefully. Um, That's right. Sorry, Connor, we didn't pick that game. Sorry, Connor, that was just so stinky. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not picking Hank Bachmeyer <laughs> games anymore. That's why. That's my thing. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, thanks for listening. Give us a five star on Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your podcasts from, or Anchor. <laughs> At least one of you out there listens to us on Anchor. So we salute you, sir. And uh, you should follow us on Twitter and TikTok because you're a true ride or die fan. So anyway, we will see you when we see you. <laughs>